Hey guys, Tommy Kearns here, and you're listening to the Ride and Talk BMW Motorrad podcast. Here's your host, Andy Dukes. Thanks, Tommy. You all know Tommy Kearns, right? He's the host of the Bavarian Soul Story film series from BMW Motorrad about the route to the Concept R18 and the journey to series production of the big boxer cruiser. We'll be catching up with him later in the show, but for now, it's international GS trophy matters that we're concerned with. I was lucky enough to make the trip over to Munich this week, where well over 100 F850 GS bikes are being meticulously prepared for trophy action. I grabbed a quick chat with Head of Product Management Christian Pingitzer to find out more. Okay, I'm delighted to tell you that I'm in a secret location, somewhere near Munich, and I have standing in front of me a GS Trophy 2020 bike. This is very exciting. I'm here with the BMW Motorrad Head of Product Management, Christian Pingitzer. Hi, Christian. Hi, Andy. Good to see you. Now, you're one of a small group of people who is actually responsible for getting the International GS Trophy off the ground in the first place. How did that happen? Well, it was quite some years ago. We were uh, pleased to see what our South African colleagues were doing with the so-called GS Challenge. And uh, they were inviting GS riders to a, a remote location in South Africa and uh, had quite some adventures there and we liked the idea very much so we picked that up for the launch of the hp2 enduro if some people will remember and we were inviting dealers to present the bike and doing some exercises and challenges and during that event uh, me and some colleagues were sitting down after a few beers some evenings that we should do something bigger out of that and uh, that where the idea of the international gs trophy was born with national qualifiers and the international gs trophy a lot of people have got a lot to thank you for, for, for that, Christian, especially me. But here we are, 11 years and six trophies later, with another one on the way in a few months. So it's just incredible. I mean, the first three international GS trophies used the awesome F800 GS before moving on to the R1200 GS Boxer in 2014 for the next three. Now you're returning to the F-Series that started it all. Can you tell us about the reasons behind choosing the F850 GS as the official bike for International GS Trophy 2020? Yes, of course. We always wanted to show that uh, our mid-range and big GSs are both capable of riding the GS Trophy. And so uh, the riders in the first three trophies were doing uh, the GS Trophy with the 800 GSs, but we also had marshals with the big GS with us. So it was always uh, a mix of bikes and uh, dependent on which bike came out a few months earlier so we, we could use it for the trophy and prepare uh, was mostly the choice of showing one or the other GS with the trophy so this year we are proud to have uh, the FF850 GS with us that was launched last year and it's now ready and prepared to be used in 2020. Fantastic of course it's such a long way to New Zealand for most of us so what about the actual terrain that people you know can expect to encounter over there what's it going to be like for the riders on the bikes? Well, first of all, New Zealand is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. It's uh, incredible scenery and you want to take pictures at every corner. But uh, beside of that, it's also a quite challenging terrain. It is a lot of gravel roads, there's a lot of water, as you can imagine. It's uh, mountains, if it's dry, uh, it can be very dusty partially, but uh, that will depend on the weather. It's uh, late summer there when we go there, so we will find out, but uh, we can have also some cold nights. So it's a mix of weather dependent on uh, the selected routes and the altitude and the circumstances. Now there are 23 teams confirmed from across the globe, including one or two female teams as well, which will be decided at the end of this month in Spain. That's around 70 riders plus 23 journalists plus marshals plus extras. 
So how many bikes would you say have been prepared for next year's event? According to our project team, we are preparing up to 140 motorcycles. Wow. Well, I mean, in the old days of uh, sail and steam power, it used to take several months to get to New Zealand. And I gather that these bikes are also going by uh, uh, sea freight. So any idea when they're going to arrive in New Zealand? Uh, they will be going on to, into sea freight in October and uh, the arrival should be a couple of weeks before the trophy will start. So it's quite a trip for the bikes through sea and uh, yeah, hopefully they will arrive safe and no storms around the famous uh, sea routes. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, now I'm looking at one of these special edition bikes right here. Uh, I believe it's come off the production line, a dedicated production line in Berlin. Is that right? That's exactly right. We have one special production line where we produce our authority bikes, and that gives us the freedom compared to the normal serial bikes that everyone can buy, that we can combine a unique combination uh, of options and sometimes even accessories. And uh, that is what we need for authorities, but that gives us the freedom to also produce a special edition bike for the trophy. Now, just looking at this, it's, it's got a beautiful black and yellow color scheme. And I can also see, I mean, if you've not seen this already, get online and check it out. We've got pictures of it online right now. I can see it's also equipped with quite a few special parts designed, obviously, to protect the bike in the various tough conditions that, that riders will encounter in New Zealand, but also in certain cases to make life more comfortable for the riders. So let's have a chat about these. Tell me, tell me what extra parts these bikes have been equipped with, Christian. Okay, let's start in the front. We have, uh, starting with the ergonomics, we have raised handlebars for uh, the standing position during the trophy. And as I mentioned, uh, colder temperatures, we have uh, heated grips, of course, and uh, protection uh, for the hands uh, for the st if stones are flying around. Also, we have a higher windscreen. We have the LED auxiliary headlights. We have uh, headlight protection, also for the same reason like the handlebar protectors. We have LED turn signals. And uh, also for uh, the rough underground, we, we mounted aluminum bash plate uh, underneath the bike. Uh, for the standing position and off-road use, harder off-road use, we of course mounted our adjustable gear shifters and foot brake levers, so uh, everyone can adjust his ergonomic position for riding. So just to clarify sure. that, that means that it doesn't matter how big your feet are or what kind of whether you like to, what kind of position you like to adopt on the bike, you can pretty much adapt that to suit. Exactly. So that's uh, that's very important because if you need, if you need, uh, or if you have a very um, specially adapted uh, ergonomic position, you can do your perfect riding. If not, you always compromise and you have to bend your back if the handlebar is too low or you cannot reach the brakes uh, perfectly if your feet are too tall or too small. So that is very important for a successful riding experience. And that will be part of the uh, setup that riders do on the day that they get to New Zealand and get united with their bikes. Part of the fun of that is seeing them adjust various bits just to suit their positions because you, you can have people there from one meter 50 to uh, well over two meters tall so absolutely absolutely if you see that uh, live it probably takes uh, in average three to 3.4 seconds till they tear out their uh, tools and uh, already altering the first things on the on the bike sometimes we have to prevent them not to take serious important uh, pieces off the bike just because they're used to or they like it so um, yeah they're adapting the bike exactly to their need yeah, and those look like uh, enduro footrests as well. 
That's true. Uh, they give you the perfect grip uh, during the exercises, especially special stages and uh, the, the off-road hard terrain riding. And uh, we have also mounted the rally seat uh, for that purpose. And of course, we have engine protection bars in case the bike will fall in one or the other case as it happens during the trophy. <laughs> Yeah, As I mean, you know. from my experience, I've also noticed that the engine protectant, the, the bars themselves are used for a lot more than protecting the bike. You know, they're used for grubbing, they're used for hauling the bike over various obstacles, they're used some, in certain cases for towing. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an essential component for a GS trophy, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Especially with the boxer engine sticking out, this time we have a two-cylinder twin engine, but uh, still it can get uh, damages in off-road terrain when the bike falls, so we need the engine protection bar, of course. We also have mounted uh, off-road tires and uh, a sport exhaust uh, to make it uh, suitable for that use. Uh, for the luggage, we have uh, adapted the, the bike a little bit and we have uh, a luggage rack with a, with a case holder. But uh, for the pillion, we have on the pillion seat, we have a small uh, luggage bag f uh, so that the riders can put their uh, most important stuff directly onto the bike and not run around with a rucksack or something because that is also dangerous if you fall or you run around all the time with some extra weight on the back that doesn't help during the trophy. So that bag is quite useful. Yeah, that, that's a really neat little bag. And I guess that's for all of the tools and essentials and, and most importantly, the water that they'll need to uh, carry to rehydrate on the trail as and well. maybe a small rain jacket if necessary. Yeah, it's New Zealand after all. Yeah. Now that looks like a big TFT screen in front of me as well. So I guess these bikes uh, are all connected up as well. Yes, they're all connected. That's, uh, that's the BMW connectivity uh, integrated in the TFT's uh, screen and uh, that connects up to the BMW communication system for our enduro and other helmets. So uh, the rider can be connected uh, to the bike and uh, that is, of course, integrated. Further on, we also have uh, the full the full pro modes, riding modes on there. That includes ABS Pro, uh, the DTC, and Dynamic ESA is also integrated. And the riding modes, of course, have an Enduro Pro system, which is very usable under uh, hard off-road conditions. Any other packages that you want to tell me about? Uh, yeah, we have the BMW Motorrad Navigator, but that will not be mounted for all the riders because, of course, uh, the marshals are the ones who know the way and not all the riders. Otherwise, uh, everyone would go separately. Can't do this. So we have that uh, navigation system mounted at a special position uh, to be suitable for standing position as well. Yeah. And uh, that's about the mo main accessories and special options that we have equipped to this very special bike for the trophy. Okay, that's the bike. It, it all looks and sounds like it's going to be fantastic and extremely well equipped. So what are the riders themselves are going to be wearing? Of course, we will equip the riders with our uh, Rally Pro suit, uh, Enduro suit, and uh, that is uh, perfect uh, for this uh, trip. And uh, the most, most of them will also have the BMW Enduro helmet, uh, just in case the helmets are very personal issues. So if a helmet doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And uh, some, some riders uh, don't have that, but uh, the majority will have the Enduro helmet and also uh, our Enduro boots and uh, the rally boots and our Enduro gloves. So that would be the perfect set. You will see some exceptions like the last year's, but that's what we equip the riders with. 
Sounds fantastic. Well, thanks for explaining all this to us, Christian. I'm sure that the new International Geos Trophy participants are uh, listening now and seriously excited to uh, hear about the bike they're going to be riding over there. Certainly looks fantastic. I can tell you that. And of course, many other GS fans listening are going to be hoping, hoping there's going to be some kind of limited edition F850 GS Trophy bike that they can perhaps order after the trophy. What are the chances of this? <laughs> well, uh, it's definitely a beautiful bike and uh, if so many people like it, uh, we'll definitely give it a good thought and uh, see what we can do. All right. Well, that's a good enough answer for me. Thanks ever so much for talking to us, Christian. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Andy. If you've not seen the first episode of A Bavarian Soul Story, get online and check it out. It's an inspiring history lesson with a difference. I caught up with its host, Tommy Kern, at the recent Pure and Crafted event in Amsterdam, where the crew was filming episode two. So great to see you, Tommy. How are you enjoying the uh, Pure and Crafted vibe? It's definitely a really cool show. I mean, never been to Amsterdam, so it's really cool to kind of be here and see the show happening here in Amsterdam. It's a beautiful city. Definitely a lot of aesthetics is here in the city. Um, the Pure and Crafted show is definitely kind of feels like home as well because it's just you know it's the lifestyle it's the fashion it's the music it's the motorcycles it's all kind of here under one roof and it definitely feels feels cool to be here and kind of see what the show has been all about getting to see it on like a digital screen for so long and now being here to be part of it definitely cool experience so what exactly are you filming here with the crew so i'm here with bmw motorrad and we are filming episode two of the barbarian soul story um what we're talking about today is it's a big day for BMW Motorrad as we're launching the Heritage Collection, which is their clothing line that is launching in conjunction with uh, the production bike or the big boxer motor bike that'll be coming in 2020. So how have you enjoyed the uh, phenomenal reaction to the opening episode of the Bavarian Soul Story? So this is a funny question just because this is being on YouTube, being doing videos or vlogging or whatever it's actually called is so outside of my wheelhouse um but it's really cool it's it's cool to see the reaction it's cool to see the response um and it's cool to be a part of that story just because it's it is something you know we talked about this a little bit earlier it's really just outside of my wheelhouse so it's really cool to not only see the response to the bike but just seeing people come together and be genuinely excited about the bike and about the the series and of course, an added bonus to that is I bet you've learned loads of cool things about the brand's heritage. Yeah, I, this whole experience has been an eye-opening event. Um, the quick, like, you know, if I could summarize it is BMW's walking into the cruiser market, but in this whole instance, BMW's been in the cruiser market this whole time since 1923 when, you know, their first bike came out. Um, so it's cool to see uh, a big box company like BMW Motorrad going back to their roots and really embracing the history and the past of what made them them and bringing that to a whole new kind of consumer demographic. Now you're one of the few lucky ones who has ridden the Concept R18. So there's a lot of people out there listening who are dying to know just how good it is to ride. I can't give away all the nitty gritty details because then, I mean, we have to sell these motorcycles or people have to buy these motorcycles. But uh, I have to say... I've ridden modern BMWs and I've ridden old BMWs and it there's always that one little signature G detail of that boxer motor and it's there and it's just like you hit that throttle and you take off and it's just like you start grinning ear to ear and it's just like you know you're riding a BMW and I think 
they hit the nail on the head with em, embodying the soul of the motorcycle with, with the R18 concept. And I think the production bike is going to be a lot of fun to ride. That's brilliant. Thanks for talking to us. You're a lucky guy. Enjoy making the rest of the series, Tommy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tommy. We're all looking forward to the upcoming episodes and learning more about the big boxer bike that's heading our way. And thanks, Christian, for the insights into the International GS Trophy Bikes for the 2020 event in New Zealand. Speaking of which, our next podcast is out on the 22nd of October and features an exclusive interview with the two presenters who are going to be bringing us daily GS Trophy highlights from the other side of the world. And as there's been such an amazing response to the new R9T-5 model, we'll take a journey back in time with BMW Motrad historian Fred Jacobs, exactly 50 years ago in fact, when the world was a very different place, and the original Slash 5 started a love affair that continues to this day. Don't miss it.